Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. This is episode 38 of the Traveling Image Makers podcast and I'm your host, Hugo Che. Is technology killing our empathy? This is the question Jacqueline Quignonis asked during her recent TEDx talk in Paris. This is also a question that we as travel photographers should ask ourselves every day. Technology lets us travel fast and almost always comfortably to remote places. It enables us to take thousands of photos from different countries and alien cultures. It invites us to share those photos on the web with our followers. But in the end, aren't many photographers treating their subjects as if they were animals in a zoo? What is the story behind the portrait of a woman from the farthest reaches of Borneo? Where is the respect? Where is the empathy? I discussed this topic with Jacqueline in a conversation that was, for once, devoid of geekery and totally focused on how we can change our approach to technology for the better. I'm sure you will appreciate it. Remember, you can find all the links for this episode at ttim.photo slash 38. And now enjoy my conversation with Jacqueline Quinones. So it's my great pleasure to have uh, here today Jacqueline Quinones. Is that how you pronounce your name, Jackie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the American way, it would be Jacqueline Quinones. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. Um, can you introduce yourself to our audience a bit and uh, tell us what's, what's up with you? Sure. Um, well, as you know, my name is Jacqueline Quinones. Um, I am a big fan of technology and of people and the human spirit and traveling and art in general. Um, and I guess if you were to ask, like, who am I? Um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to say that like most of us, I have different sides, different shades. There's, you know, Jackie, the friend, the sister, the aunt, daughter, granddaughter, whatever, like all of mm -hmm. us. Right. But as it pertains to your show, there's the traveler within me with a very inquisitive mind. That's an artist and a storyteller that really, really longs to affect people's lives positively through imagination and instilling hope and possibility um, which inevitably led me to becoming an entrepreneur. And if you're passionate enough about change, if you care enough about people, you'll care enough to find a way to make a change. So um, I guess that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Great. And you're based in, um, where, where are you based in? I'm in the U.S. Yes. I'm in California, California, in Los Angeles. Great. How's the mm -hmm. weather there? It's, uh, is it oh my goodness, it's so <laughs> hot. I, I, I actually just had this conversation with about 10 people today because it's been so hot in California for the past week. And there's actually a fire yeah, um, that's been going for quite a while, actually uh, four days now, I think. Mm. Wow. It's, it's pretty bad, yeah, unfortunately. So they had to evacuate people and animals and so forth, so... Oh, so um, let's maybe talk a little bit about travel and uh, if we can okay. <laughs> think about other places and not where we are 
right now right. <laughs> or the weather or the climate is not the best. Uh, I was reading about your um, about you and um, there's a, a sentence that you you have on your bio that says that traveling opens you up in terms of uh, of opportunity. Up opens you up to mm-hmm. a world of opportunity. Uh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. And can you give us some examples of those opportunities? Maybe. That, that you had while traveling some some interesting stories or hmm okay well i think maybe i'll start sort of broadly right yeah. because there's one specific thing that i refer to when i think of that and then obviously smaller things that i can explain after but i mean i could go the easy route with this question and mention the business that i started because of my travels right but mm-hmm. before my business could even begin to take shape right Something else had to happen. And that was the heart of the real opportunity. I had to open myself up. And I don't mean in, you know, an intangible, mystical way. I mean mentally and emotionally, concretely open myself up to anything outside of myself, anything. Different cultures, beliefs, opinions, attitudes, terrain, weather, languages, ways of living, everything. Because the basis of success in life, I think is your ability to understand and communicate properly with other people, right? Mm -hmm. To observe and understand without imparting your own opinion. That's emotional and social genius. That's what I think. And not many people can do. I mean, very, very few people can do that. And traveling opens you up to this, which also opens you up to a world of opportunities because when people notice, then they do the same for you. We don't live in a vacuum. We live and, 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 and share with people on a daily basis. And we have to connect with each other to survive. And we have mm-hmm. intuition. We see the goodness in others. And when we see when people are willing to listen, we connect. And traveling teaches you this, if you let it. And that's the opportunity that brings you a world of other opportunities. That's what I think. So that's sort of the more... The, the bigger sort of idea, right? Mm-hmm. But on a smaller scale, it helped me start my business. Um, I met, I, I did couch surfing. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. Yes, yes. Maybe you can explain that to to some of our listeners who are not familiar with that. Sure. Um, so couch surfing began, at, you know, years ago. It was a really small website, couchsurfing.org. And, um, I had always wanted to try it, but essentially what it is, is you go on there, you create a profile, and then when you travel, you ask other couch surfers who are offering their homes to stay in their homes. And it's a cultural exchange. There's no payment. So it's sort of like an Airbnb, but without the payment. Um, You're staying on someone's couch or in someone's room or sometimes even their whole apartment for free just for the opportunity to meet different people in different places in the world and culturally be able to exchange ideas and information, cook for each other, or, you know, they'll take you somewhere and teach you about their culture. And, you know, maybe you return the favor when they come to your city. Um, so I did that, um, because I'm a big believer in, um, the goodness with, within people. And, uh, I was right. And I was able to meet so many amazing people. And that was how I met my business partner. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if I may add something personal, 
Uh huh. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, traveling really opens up a world of opportunities, and uh, this has happened to me more than once uh, while traveling and meeting people. I, I like to to be very engaged on social media and made different many acquaintances, and that turned right. into friendships and even business partnerships when I was exactly. traveling and I met those people. Uh, where they were living or we traveled together or they came to close to where I live and and we met up and uh, that, that started a lot of things. So, so sure, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's the beauty. Like when you realize that, you know, creating these relationships from a very honest place is is the key to success in life, whether it's emotional success, spiritual success, monetary success. It's all about connection and interconnection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, that was something, you know, you sort of have this intuition and you know that, but you learn even more, uh, even more so how important it is when you travel. Mm -hmm. um, and that was what led me to meeting my business partner and, and sort of mm -hmm. starting this social media experiment or initiative online. Can you, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. Um, so it's, like I said, it's a social media experiment um, based sort of on this concept that social media doesn't need to be um, a model that was created during the advent of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. It can grow and morph and improve. And sort of help us in our own ability to communicate. As it stands now, the social media that we use is sort of, when you think about how fast the internet and technology is growing, it's kind of behind the times, right? And there's only this one form. You have a profile, people can comment, people can like, mm -hmm. and they can message you, right? Mm -hmm. They're all the same sort of in that way. What if we were to go outside of that model and create something completely different that were to speak to our own psychology that would help us to improve um, communication with one another, social and emotional intelligence, well, then we'd have social media that that would create interconnected relationships that that really help us to create more opportunities for ourselves based on our relationships. And that's sort of... The, that was the genesis of what is now banded.com, B-A-N-D-Y-D.com. That's mm -hmm. the website. We haven't launched beta yet, but it's essentially an interconnected blogging platform that allows you to choose your level of anonymity. So there are no profiles. There's no friending. Mm -hmm. There's no commenting. There's no liking. It's a very, very different platform. Um, and it's exciting for us because, you know, it's an experiment. We're going to see how it goes and hopefully people are drawn to it. But it's about storytelling, about revealing yourself through the things that you have experienced in your life and allowing that to be the through line that connects you to someone else. Not your photos, not your popularity, not your news feed. You, mm -hmm. who you are. That's kind of novel right now on the Internet. It doesn't exist anywhere else. So. We'll see. So, we'll see if people like it. So I'm, I'm trying to picture in my mind uh, what it would look like. Uh, because you said, okay, you have no no profile and uh, no commanding, no liking. It's not through your photos and so on. Uh, 
is it something like medium where people uh, it's like a collective blogging platform or is it something different what's uh, what can um, i expect to find in it um it's it it has elements of medium i guess um so it is collective blogging yes um but the difference is is in the way the platform itself operates and the functionality so um, it's not a place where you can post your own stories and everybody reads just your stories. Mm-hmm. It's a place where anybody who has a similar experience or a similar story to tell is connected to you. So for instance, um, imagine YouTube mm-hmm. and imagine YouTube combined with, um, a little bit of either, you know, medium or Tumblr, um, and Google. So you can search For let's say you've just had your heart broken, you're going through a divorce, it's mm-hmm. very difficult, and it might help you to read some stories of other people who've gone through this. Well, you can look up divorce or breakup or, you know, difficult relationship, and stories will pop up. But uh-huh. the stories that pop up all have something in common. So there are linked chains. It's difficult to describe because yeah. it's very different, but you link to one another. And once you link to one another, you realize you have this one thing in common. And some stories might be stories that men are telling others, and they're all linked, a whole bunch of different men telling different stories. And you can go through all of those stories, and eventually if one of them you know, interests you, you message them directly. Or, mm-hmm. or you write your own story and link to these people. There's also, you know, the opportunity to be inspired. So if you're looking for something to do, say, in, I don't know, somewhere in Africa, maybe someone, you know, told you they went skydiving. You can look up skydiving in Africa and you'll see a, a bunch of stories linked to one another that are similar. And, um, Again, it's like the Google of storytelling. You can read different stories from tons of different people and things that they've actually gone through um, and pick something and put it on your bucket list. Or um, there's a lot of different fun functionalities with it. Um, Very, very different from anything else that's online. So while I'm trying to describe it to you, I'm seeing it, but I imagine it must be difficult for you to see. So, yeah, it's something that you really kind of have to try. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, I've put myself on the on the list to be notified when you open up the beta. Excellent. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll check it out and, and, do, uh, and do another episode where we can talk more about it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, Thank you for the support. And, Very much appreciated. And uh, you, you mentioned it, it's anonymous or rather that you can choose your level of anonymity. anonymity, anonymity. Right. Anonymity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anonymity, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. And Uh, but you can be uh, with your own profile and photo and real name if you want. Um, or, or it's supposed to be anonymous. No. Well, initially it started off as an anonymous site. Um, but we recognize that people may not want to be anonymous. They may want to show themselves. So when you sign up to the site, you give yourself a name. Um, and we don't ask you to upload photos. There are no photos. There are no profiles. You have your own login, you know, hub, but nobody else sees that. So when we say you choose your level of anonymity, you can choose to show your login name or not. And each one of your posts is completely separate. Mm -hmm. So even if you, if you show your name on one and you don't on another, there's no way for anyone to connect it. Nobody would know that these two stories are coming from the same person. 
Um, and there, but there are other ways to create that sort of, um, that, that sort of link. If you, if you want to create something that's a little bit more, um, in depth, we have options for you to do that as well. So like if, if you wanted to do something like a medium and have a multiple part story, you can do that on our site mm-hmm. as well. So, um, and it can be anonymous or not. So um, this is very different from traditional social media, as you said, where I find it's, uh, it's very much about the ego. I mean, exactly putting yourself out. And, uh, I mean, exactly. I'm quote unquote guilty of that myself. I use social media a lot to, to promote myself. I use social media to promote this podcast. Uh, it's right. all about putting myself out and to be identifiable, to be uh, recognizable, and so people can relate to me and uh, and know what I'm doing and be attracted to it. So it's a completely different approach, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what social media is, right? That's mm-hmm. what we do with it. That's what it was built for. You think about, you know, um, Facebook and the original genesis, the original idea for it was hot or not. You show a picture of someone, are they hot or are they not? So it was built on the premise of someone's looks, superficiality, selling yourself, commodification. So that's, that's what it's for. I mean, it's become news feeds. They're called news feeds for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why we sort of wanted to come outside of that and go, well, what can we do? You know, what can we do to change this? What what can we do to make it more about the connection and less about the ego, like you said? Yeah. Um, and that's what traveling did, right? Like, mm-hmm. because the person who I built it with, he travels quite a bit also. And I think both of our experiences in traveling was what helped us to really come outside of that, that egotistical uh egomaniacal sort of idea mm-hmm. that that it should be about us it's it's not about us it's about everyone as yeah. a collective and this ties into what uh, you were talking about in your ted talk i was uh, watching the other day you gave a, a talk at a ted conference i think it was called uh, is technology really killing uh, is technology killing our empathy Yes, that is the title of the talk. Yeah. It was in Paris, um, at Paris, uh, I-H, TEDx, I-H-E, Paris. Um, it was a phenomenal event, and I was honored to be a part of it. And the talk was entitled, Yes, Is Technology Killing Our Empathy? Um, because yeah. there is this decline in empathy and sort of, a push toward narcissism or an increase in narcissism. I think we all feel it. Um, and whether or not I think technology is killing our empathy to answer the question, you, you I would really recommend that other people watch the Ted talks. I, I don't want to sort of answer that for them. I think watching the Ted talk would sort of help in explaining, um, where my stance is and why and how it pertains to the website and travel. Um, but, But what I can say um, is that there was a 2011 survey that was conducted at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor in the United States. And what they found was that three out of four college students, three out of four, that's 75% of college students, 
are 50% less empathetic today than they were 30 years ago. That's a really, really, really mm. big number. And this is self-reported. This is the students themselves telling us, yeah, I don't care as much anymore. I, I just don't. I, don't. I don't care about other people that much. I, I really just care more about me. That's kind of scary, you know? Like, empathy is so unbelievably important when it comes to humanity and the world at large. Without it, we can't relate to one another. Um, so there's definitely something affecting our empathy. Technology is absolutely growing exponentially, and there has been a lot of talk and chatter about technology affecting empathy. So I wanted to do a talk about that, and that's what I did. And our site also speaks to that and, and definitely does help to increase empathy and social and emotional awareness and intelligence with the features that we've added that are, you know, sort of mm -hmm. built to, to help us psychologically without us realizing it. So, um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think that there, there's um, there's some many lot of truth in what you're saying. Uh, even though I still think in some traditional maybe social media, at least in my personal case, has helped me a lot connect with other people. Like I'm connecting with you, and uh, I use Facebook and Google Plus and, and others to to connect, and I've built uh, real friendships on that. But a lot of social media is also very much self-centered. Uh, we live in a selfie culture. People go and travel and instead of taking pictures of the people, of the, the local people, they take selfies. Or Snapchat. I mean, Snapchat is just this big, to me, looks like a big ego fest where it's all about me. It's, I'm constantly showing what I am doing. As if oh, it were yes. interesting and it's I all centered about agree. me. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of truth <laughs> in what you were saying. I agree. But I also agree that, look, social media is not all bad at all. I'm not trying to, yeah. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. know, yeah, in no way, shape or form am I trying to make social media the bad guy. I think it benefits society and humanity in many, many ways. But we can improve upon it. Why have we decided that this one form of social media is the only form that we should use? We should be experimenting with it and growing it and changing it. I mean, that's that's the nature of our of our world, and and I think just relying on one form is sort of is is sort of debilitating and defeating. Um, there are better ways to do this. This is good, but we can make it better. Let's mm -hmm. improve it. Um, But yes, I absolutely agree with you. I have made some great relationships. I mean, look, I used couchsurfing.org. That's a social media yeah. site that, that, you know, and I've made some great really. I made, I mean, my business partner I met yeah. through couchsurfing. So, um, that's, a, that's a social media site which would not exist without a, a real life counterpart. I mean, that's exactly, a social media, yeah, but it's, it's designed to let people meet in real life. Exactly. With, with Facebook and, and others, that is not necessary at all. Most of the friendships, quote unquote, that we make on Facebook will remain virtual forever. People will never meet. And yeah, so that's. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. That's a very valid assessment. And, and I agree 1000%. Uh, coming back to what is the general topic of this podcast that is photography and travel, I find that. 
that's there's a lot to to be said for again for when you travel do not be so self-absorbed do not right. go to places to take selfies of yourself in front of a great place do not mm-hmm. just go there to to collect postcards I mean, right. Travel photography <laughs> right. is, is not about collecting postcards and uh, putting pins on a map. It's right. about getting to know uh, and getting to, to capture the, the real substance, the real soul of a place by connecting with the locals, by taking photos of the locals and their culture and their, uh, their customs and um, and being part of it. That, that, that's all that that's travel photography is in my opinion it's not uh, a big collection and filling your bucket list with uh, yeah, yeah, no. selfies and I've been to these countries and right. 50 countries no I agree I agree I'm sorry you were saying no no I'm, yeah go ahead I'm, no 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 I agree like wholeheartedly again um, and like I know I, I may not be a photographer per se but I'm absolutely an iPhone only Instagrammer <laughs> and I love, love, love taking snaps of moments that take my breath away. And I think there's something so unbelievably um, breathtaking about a photo that just makes you stop because it's so honest. And that's what I like about photography and travel photography specifically because I'm I every once in a while I'll you know I'll I'll find maybe a person or two to take a photo of but 9 times out of 10 I'm photo- I'm photographing what I'm seeing the terrain or the the building or the sun on a cold winter day and it's it's sort of uh I try to capture the emotion in the moment for the memory Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that seeps through the photograph to people who are looking at it because there's something that transcends language and photography. And as an artist, I really, really appreciate that. It's a form of storytelling. And I think it's much more telling than, than sometimes reading a book or watching a film. And that's, I think, kind of beautiful. So you said that storytelling can uh, fix the issue with uh, with the lack of empathy in uh, in social media, right? Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. that's your main uh, the, the main reason be behind Bandit and what you do, right? So yeah. Um, speaking of travel again, uh, do you have any uh, dear to your heart locations that you have visited? Uh, where do you like to travel and what do you like to do when um, you travel? Well, that's a big question because I will travel anywhere. <laughs> so I love, I just love traveling in general, even if it's to the store, the corner store, <laughs> like I just love to travel. Um, but I think one of the most phenomenal places I've ever been, um, would have to be the Grand Canyon. Um, I, I can't even, exp- I can't even describe the enormity oh of that place. And then of course the Swiss Alps, that was just insane Mm -hmm. and i think too some of the smaller things uh when i was in egypt one of the coffee shops there it was just just so warm and inviting and the people were so kind and being able to smoke a little shisha and and drink a little you know fresh juice and play dominoes Mm -hmm. and and 
really immerse myself in the culture, that was amazing. And I've done that at, you know, in all the cities I've been in. And, and I feel like if it's not something that's just naturally enormous and gorgeous, then it's the little things. It's the little things off the beaten path, not the tourist sites, which are also great, you know, obviously, don't get me wrong, but it's the friendships you make with the people outside of your understanding and your culture that really, really resonate, I think. And that's what you bring back with you. Yeah. It's, um, you made me think in mentioning Egypt, uh, which is in a bit of a turmoil. So I was yes. talking so, to some friends who used to go there and to some Egyptian people. And basically tourism to Egypt has died. Uh, nobody oh, really yes. wants to go to Egypt, and now and now nobody wants to go to Turkey, and pretty soon nobody will want to go anywhere because yeah. they're afraid of terrorism and uh, uh, immigrants and and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, uh, social media might be killing our empathy, but uh, it's also fear that is killing our empathy in a way, and it's people who are stoking our fears and. Um, I don't know if it's the media, the politicians, and and so on. But it's uh, people are are truly afraid, and um, it, it's it's upsetting. I cannot say I'm planning to travel to. I was thinking the other day, and I was talking to some friends, planning to go to Oman, which is a beautiful country, and it's an incredible, peaceful, and safe, secure country. And mm-hmm. people were looking at me. Are you sure? Is it safe? I said, Are you kidding? Oman is much safer than most of Europe. So people are afraid and this is killing they empathy. Are. Yeah, and this is they are. Empathy. And I, I agree with you. And I think that is the goal of terrorists to have us in a state of fear, which is why I don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I think acknowledging that, I think your acknowledgement of the fact that fear is a potential killer of empathy, it it, it shows me and and probably everyone else that you know, that you're very well aware of your own emotional states and other people's emotional states, which is the beginning of rebuilding empathy. So to be aware of that is, is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and to, to know that you can in fact change that based on the way that you approach the situation, asking questions or doing it, even though, um, those are those are ways to to sort of help rebuild the empathy and get rid of the fear um, by connecting with people and realizing that you shouldn't let fear be what leads you um, because it's either fear or love, right? Those are the two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. If you're led by fear, inevitably there's going to be a bad outcome. But if you're led by love, then inevitably. We rebuild empathy. We rebuild understanding. We we communicate. We connect. So and, and, and sometimes social media, being media, just amplifies our fears. I mean, we are const- constantly complaining about the fact that mainstream media is painting everything in a very negative light and giving a lot of uh, exposure to bad things that happen. But social media has the, the power to do the same because if you go on Facebook uh, and you have just uh, on the average stream, is all about the uh, how bad is Donald Trump or how bad is Hillary Clinton or how right. bad are ISIS and the terrorists right, and exactly. so on. If we, 
if we stayed a little bit away from that, I think we would uh, grow our empathy and, and understand because there are great stories to be shared about friendship, about friendship across borders, uh, about friendship across different religions that exactly. get buried in all that noise about hate and fear and, and violence. So Exactly. Yeah. The social media, the way it is now, is sort of an echo chamber for all of the negativity that Absolutely. the media imparts upon us, right? Like we, with the algorithms that, that social media has, we see only what we know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're in this sort of house of mirrors reflecting back to ourselves, all of our own fears, all of our own beliefs. We never get outside of that. So that was another really big motivating factor for us when we built our site what will get us out of this echo chamber? What will allow us to open ourselves up instead of keeping us in this in this tight sort of circle of fear? Because that's I mean, and I know this may sound a little bit a little bit off, but there there is a sense of control that the media has when they can tell us what to think, what to fear. And that's why social media is it, it can break that mold. But it's not doing it yet. Mm -hmm. How do we change that? Um, yeah. And it does. It does in some ways. The Arab Spring, right, is an example. Um, but it can be better. Um, yeah, I was um, something that, that you just said and you said in your TED talk. Uh, and I never realized that, never really thought about that, is that the, the algorithms of social media sites are designed to show you what you like and what exactly. you already know so that's uh, thought of as a good thing because you get what interests you but it's also can also be negative in that it, it will just reinforce your stereotypes exactly if you belong and to a political party sorry uh, if you belong to a political party or a specific uh, cultural trend or what you and you keep seeing what other people who think likewise are showing, then it, it will just reinforce your tribe mentality. Exactly, huh? exactly. And and the thing is, social media, you know, the, they make you believe that these algorithms are built for your benefit, but in actuality, it's built for commodification yeah. so that they can sell you things. Yeah, so they track totally what Totally built to like. sell you products and ads. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it's for, unfortunately. Um and it doesn't help us at all. It, it helps them, of course. Yeah. You know, they're making mil billions of dollars. But, um, but yeah. yeah, so how can we break that mold? And that's sort of what, what we're attempting to do. So we didn't talk, about, we didn't talk much about photography today. Right. Uh, but that's totally okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that. I know that you're not a full-time professional travel photographers but so but but it's important i mean we sometimes as photographers tend to concentrate too much to focus too much on getting the shot on getting the photo bringing home the shots to either to show that to show them to friends or family or our followers on social media or to use them commercially and we, we tend to forget sometimes that there are other things that, that matter more. So I think it was a refreshing uh, uh, perspective on, on why we travel and why we should travel. Yeah, well, if I can just make one comment about sure. photography, I myself may not be a photographer, but I know that the photographs that really interest me 
are the ones where you can really feel the passion coming off the page. One that forces me to look deeper and to understand and connect the dots. So I don't know if it should always be about finding the perfect shot, but rather letting the shot find you. Yeah, great. That's all. That's all awesome. I want to say. Awesome, awesome. I, I, lo I love that, <laughs> letting the shot find you. Um, so to, to, to wrap this conversation up, can you uh, tell us again where we can find more about you online and especially about Bendit, when we will be sure. able to, to see it go live? When do you think it will be released? Um, that is a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, we are aiming for September okay, of this great. year. Um, that may get pushed, but we will absolutely keep anyone who wants to be informed informed. You just sign up on the website. It's www.banded.com, and that's B like boy, A, N like Nancy, D like dog, Y, D like dog.com. So B A N D Y D. Um, and we also have a Facebook page, Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, all of all so across all social media, you can find us as Banded App A P P, like mm -hmm. application, uh, at Banded App, and um, right. We'll we'll put links to to all of that. Yeah, in the yeah, show yeah. Notes. Absolutely. But for yeah, for people um, who are only listening to the audio version, they know where they can can find right. about it. So yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, say it again uh, I would like to thank you for uh, a refreshing perspective on uh, on travel uh, photography and social media and any, anything else you would like to add before we close this um, just that this was a very lovely conversation and I think you're a wonderful conversationalist thank so thank you so much for having me on the show it's my pleasure so take care and all the best for your uh, enterprise thank you very much likewise bye okay bye bye